Welcome to the Midlife Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Michelle, a certified life and relationship coach, and I am so excited that you are here. The Midlife Chaos is for all of us facing midlife and wondering, how the heck did I get here? And where the flip am I going? Here we will talk about all the things that chaos brings. No topic is off the table, so join me on this adventure as we navigate the midlife chaos. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving weekend. Jaden ended up having to work on Thanksgiving Day, so we didn't get to spend time with him, but Colton came over and had a sleepover Wednesday and Thursday nights, and then Jaden was able to come sleep over on Saturday, and so Colton came back over Sunday morning, so we had lots of time together, just not all on Thursday. We FaceTimed Taylor, so that was fun. She gets home next week, and I am super excited. I can't believe we are now less than four weeks from Christmas. I feel like there is so much to do. And I'm also happy not doing much of any of it. I've had the holiday stations playing since Halloween. Now it is time to strictly have Christmas music playing until I am sick of it. I just love this time of year, but at the same time, I feel like we can stress ourselves out completely. I have a good friend that had a baby during COVID. She's about my age, probably a little bit younger, so I already have the utmost respect for her. And I had asked her about if she was doing Elf on the Shelf last year, and she said something along the lines of, why would I do that to myself? She has no clue. Why would I want to start something like that? <laughs> last week, I mentioned that we did Mr. Peeps. And as much fun as it was to have the excitement in our home, that was the worst part of the holiday season, trying to remember to move him every day. I was grateful when the kids would act up because then I was off the hook, so to speak. He would just wait until the kids started behaving again before he would move. Why did I do that to myself? Was it the pressure that the other parents were doing it? Was it that it made me a better mom by adding that bit of Christmas magic? Did it just sound like a fun idea and thought it would be fun to incorporate in the festivities? Ugh, it was probably none of those things. And all of those things wrapped up in a go ahead and give myself one more chore to do during such a busy, hectic season as it is. I was never good with the tooth fairy either though, that guy. So today I want to share my tips and tricks to make the holiday season a little more heavenly and less like you are living in hell. I share these things not because I'm super organized or that I think I have any fail-proof systems. It's because I've tried all the things and really got to the point of wanting to cancel Christmas altogether. At this point in the game, you have missed your chance of any cutesy money saving tricks. <laughs> You're going to have to wait until next year to work on that one. I mean, everything is so expensive anymore, so I don't know if you would have had much luck sticking to a money saving system anyways. And Black Friday really didn't help us this year. Am I right? But there are lots of cute plans, monthly or weekly savings on Pinterest or TikTok if you just search. So what can you do to save money this time of year? How can you save some of your sanity? And how do you get exactly what is on your Christmas list? Let's chat about it. To me, the holidays are all about the food and the togetherness. I could live off of appetizer plates, charcuterie boards, tapas, crudités, whatever. Unfortunately, the rest of the people in my home think they need actual meals. And if I was on my A game, I would have gone through my freezers and pantry to see what it is I'm working with. But since I'm not on my A-game, or any game for that matter, I start with making a list of quick, easy-to-make-go-to type of meals. 
I'll scan the pantry or freezer to make sure we have the ingredients and then I'll shop accordingly. We like what we call favorite freezer foods. These are like the taquitos and pizza rolls. I also like to have a frozen lasagna on hand as well as a big old Costco sized bag of meatballs. Right there, I have a few quick meals that require no effort to throw together. These are great on busy nights, game nights, school performances, babysitter food, if you aren't ordering pizza. I also like some chicken breasts and a roast in the freezer. These take a little more planning, meaning you have to plan to take it out of the freezer to thaw before you can throw it in the crock pot, but that is where the handy Instapot comes into play. My favorite crockpot chicken meal is to throw the chicken breasts in, sprinkle with a packet of ranch dressing mix, and a can of cream of chicken soup with a cup of milk. Let that go all day, and the chicken cooks and makes its own gravy. You can add mashed potatoes if you'd like, or some type of noodle. Add a veggie, and that is a pretty solid meal this time of year. Better yet, throw some large chunks of potatoes and carrots in the crockpot with the chicken, and you don't have to do anything separate. Oh, what I like to do with the meatballs, we really like Swedish meatballs, so basically cook them in a brown gravy mix and then add some sour cream at the end. We also like to do the chili sauce with some brown sugar and Italian seasoning. I'll cook up some egg noodles to go with either of those. The meatballs are already cooked, so you're really just heating everything up. Quick and easy. We do love noodles at our house, so I like to have a couple of different styles on hand. Bow ties, angel hair, rotini, and then just some jarred sauce. Have a loaf or two of garlic bread in the freezer, and it doesn't get much easier than that. The last quick meal idea that I'll share is tacos. We love tacos. Every day could be Taco Tuesday at my house, and we love white girl tacos. Nothing fancy. Although I won't buy the pre-made shells from the store, yuck. I just heat up some oil and throw the corn tortillas in, so you just have to have some ground beef, or you can throw some chicken breasts in the crock pot with some salsa, and then you've got some shredded salsa chicken. I mean, you could go fancy. I'm just sharing quick, easy, no stress, cheaper ideas. I also like to plan my main holiday meal ahead of time or things I might need to bring to a meal like a potluck or something. That way, as I'm grocery shopping throughout the month and I see items on sale, I grab them. Today I was at the store and butter and cream cheese were both on a great deal. So I bought a few packs of both because we will definitely go through both of those like crazy this month. One of my favorite things I like to bring Um, like as a potluck or as something to bring to share, is the cranberry salsa over cream cheese. Mm. As I go through this planning, I like to make the list of meals we have on hand or that we have the ingredients for and post it on the fridge. It makes coming up with those last minute meals easy. And this isn't to take away from what you would normally cook or plan for your family. This is for those busy nights or maybe the weather has just been cold and I'm enjoying snuggling on the couch, not doing anything all day, but the family still wants a meal. I'll also pull the recipes out and have a place for them next to the fridge so everything is just handy right there. Other tips I use when the actual big meal comes up, I like to prepare as much as I can ahead of time. Mashed potatoes, throw some cream cheese in them. Not only does that make them delicious, but I can make these a day or two before and they taste like they were just made. For Thanksgiving, Colton requested these um, cheesy shredded potatoes, and I was just going to make enough for the meal, but there were a couple of extra potatoes in the bag, so I just decided to cook them all up. I split them into two pans. Now I have another pan of cheesy potatoes to use later that just needs to be thrown in the oven to heat through. If you have the time, the food, or the desire, I suggest any time you can make a little extra and split to make two meals, do it. 
I also like to cut up like peppers and onions and put those in the freezer. It makes it so easy to just add them to a meal without having to chop them up every time. I also do this with like lemons and limes and then I just freeze them. They're totally easy to add to drinks or you can still squeeze the juice out of them. I don't typically like to pre-cook my meat. It's a me thing. I know, but I will cook up sausage and freeze it. When I do my breakfast bakes, that is the most time consuming part. And now I can just throw together a breakfast casserole easy peasy. The most important tip that I can share about making life a little more heavenly when it comes to dinners and gatherings is delegate. Everybody always asks, is there something that I can bring? Let them. Even if they're the youngest or not a very good cook, you can always use more ice. (laughs) I was just reading a story about how a fiance was not wanting to host Christmas dinner for the in-laws. She had been doing Thanksgiving and Christmas for multiple years, and she's really just over it. It takes so much work to plan, clean, prepare, shop, cook, that by the time it was time to eat, she wasn't even interested in eating anymore. Then the family would pick over the leftovers to take home and she would end up cooking again the next day because there wasn't any leftovers to eat off. Man, I don't blame her. I think she mentioned that this Thanksgiving, everybody was supposed to bring a side and nobody did. So she told the fiance, either the meal is canceled or he needs to cater it. And I love that. It got me thinking about how we want these big fancy meals, yet it is great that the family all gets together, but not at the cost of one person carrying the burden of the whole meal. I imagine that when the first Thanksgiving happened, everybody brought something to chip in. And hey, if they can't bring something, there's always dishes to be done. Which, onto my next tip, paper plates. I remember growing up, my dad hand washing all the dishes after these big fancy dinners because for some reason back then, fancy dishes didn't go in the dishwasher. And fancy meals meant salad plate, dinner plate, dessert plate, not to mention the stemware and silverware. That is a lot of dishes. And being one of seven kids, and then the grandparents and the cousins and whoever else, nobody has time for all that anymore. Okay, don't come at me. You want to keep things nice and traditional. Break out the good stuff for the important meals and save the easy cleanup for the everyday. At any rate, there's no shame in using paper products. There are even really nice environmentally friendly recycled paper products. Last week, I talked about traditions, and I think traditions are so important to unify family. To bring back pleasant memories, to have something that everybody looks forward to, but at the same time, I don't think it is worth ruining your peace over. At this midlife stage, it is okay to reevaluate what traditions you are holding on to and why. Maybe not all the kids will make it home this year. Maybe the new members of the family would like to add their traditions to your existing ones. Maybe it is just the two of you, or you're single this year and you want to start new traditions. Maybe you don't want to give up old traditions altogether, but are willing to compromise or tweak the tradition just a bit. When I was a young girl, we would do Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family, and all the cousins would fill each other's stockings. This is what it looked like. We would lay all the stockings on like all the chairs and couches and whatever, and then each family would come in and just put a little something in each of the stockings. I'm thinking this was a way to do a gift exchange without drawing names. Well, we moved away, and I remember the family started doing $3 night instead. So when we would come home to visit, then we would participate in that. We would draw a name and then head over to a shopping center. And one year we went to a center that had like a big lots next door to a Kmart or something similar, and I had drawn my Nana's name. 
Well, she loved Reese's peanut butter cups, but she could never finish both of them that came in a package. So I got her $3 worth of individually wrapped peanut butter cups. Another year, I had my Uncle Jim. He was a big computer guy, and I found a $3 stack of blank CDs. The idea was to pick something for that person. And then we got back to the house. We showed what we got for our person and why. So we were still able to do a gift exchange. But like when I was a child, my mom would cover the cost of filling the stockings. But now it was only $3 a person. So as a teen, I still probably had my parents cover that cost. But it didn't put anybody out if they had to cover it themselves. Another thing the family started doing, and no matter when I would go home for the holidays, I always seemed to miss it. But they started doing a sock night. And I'm not sure why they started that tradition. I just know that I've seen the pictures and I was jealous. Oh, also, the $3 night became a different night than Christmas Eve. I remember as a kid that the focus for us kids anyways was, when are we getting the stockings? When are we doing stockings? So I like that the focus can stay on the Savior and the stockings or $3 night became a whole different night. Another thing I'd like to note is that we all had matching stockings. Not exactly the same same, but like the same style. I had a bright pink one with butterflies on it, and we loved pulling our stockings out each year and remembering who had which stocking. I started out with our family having similar stockings. Now it is just a ragtag bunch, but nobody wants to give up their stockings so we can get matching ones. What do you do? Okay, if you insist on doing the elf, I recently saw an ad for a ready-made kit. It came with all the little extra goodies and ideas and little note cards. And one of the reasons why I can't do the elf not only because I have to remember to move the stupid thing, but I'm just not that creative. But also, if you choose not to do the elf, there is no shame in that either. If you're worried about the kids talking at school, just tell them that you have to request an elf and that you didn't request one this year. Or the elf comes to naughty kids and your kids haven't been naughty yet. And if you're worried about lying to your kids, I mean, aren't you already doing that by having a magic elf float around your house getting into mischief every night? When you are comparing yourself to the Pinterest moms on social media, remember that the comparison is the thief of joy. You are seeing one good day, one good moment or idea. They are struggling in other areas. You just don't see it. They're probably comparing themselves to you. You just don't hear or see that either. I used to print off and make big plans for all the cookies and goodies that I wanted to make during the holidays, because this is what I remember from growing up. But guess what? I'm not a cookie mom, and honestly, my kids wouldn't eat all the cookies I wanted to bake anyways. So year after year, I would be disappointed that I didn't do all this baking. So what? I'm not good at it. My kids don't care, and I was trying to recreate an unrealistic memory. No thanks. Instead, I know what the favorites are, and most of them come from the store. (laughs) We do have a few things that I will always make, even if it is just me eating them but I realized that it wasn't worth the stress or pressure I was putting on myself. So if you want to get ideas from Pinterest and social media, great. Those are awesome places for inspiration, but they are not the how-to book on how it is supposed to be done. We have friends that are recently empty nesters. Woohoo! One of the kiddos is dating and the parents just flat out said, nope, he's not invited. You can see them anytime, but Thanksgiving and Christmas are for family. I was so impressed that they just came out and said it. I think in my family, for sure, we beat around the bush, trying to play nice-nice, that the point isn't really made clear on things, and it leads to a lot of assumptions, hurt feelings, and gossiping. 
just coming out and making your wishes known to the family is the best thing you can do for navigating this midlife. I think this goes for everything. From whether you're comfortable with your unwed children sleeping with significant others in your home, to dividing cooking responsibilities, to setting budgets on gifts, to placing limits on all the activities that you could do during December, and not really wanting to squeeze one more event in. Now, I am passionate about kids' performances. My kids were always expected to support each other. Some of them sat through numerous sporting events, that it wasn't too much to ask that the others sit through a painful two-hour-plus dance or music recital. I'm also a believer that the parents bring the performer flowers, and we go out to eat or celebrate in some way. Not every year was it in the budget to do all that, and maybe this is that year for you. So maybe you go for an ice cream instead of a meal, or you make a special treat at home. They get to pick their favorite meal that day. You get ice cream to eat at home. Maybe just the child and mom and or dad do something special. Whatever it is, I think it is important to celebrate. The sporting events, that celebration would be like at championship time, but the school performance in the elementary gym should be met with excitement, in my most humble opinion. Okay, you've listened to all this when really you are just wanting to learn how to get what you want for the holidays. Now, I must preface with, I am not a gifts person. I can have big ideas for people, and I am horrible at making it happen. I am the worst when it comes to a reaction. I could absolutely love what you've given me. It could be the most thoughtful, exactly what I wanted, would never have thought of it for myself, wouldn't want to spend the money, or I had mentioned it once in passing four months ago, and you remembered, and I'll give the same, oh, this is nice, I love it, kind of response. I am sure I have shattered my kids' little tender souls on more than one occasion. I'm just completely awkward. So throughout the year, if I see something that I think a particular person would like, I buy it and save it to give. If I see something that would make like a really good generic type gift that can go to anybody, I'll buy it to have on hand. And then when I don't have time to grab something else, I'll already have it. I currently have totes full of these said gifts because as the truly horrible gift giver that I am, I buy them and then forget about them. And then they sit. One year at Christmas time, I was out of town for some reason, but I'd actually gotten my stuff together and had gotten gifts on the ready. I don't know if all churches do this, but I feel like in the LDS faith anyways, we do a lot of um, like generic gift giving. I don't know if that's the right word. People that like we minister to, our neighbor friends, people that maybe we've worked with, you know, in church that year, we give like a little token of appreciation somehow. And my favorites have always been the homemade variety. One of our friends makes homemade soap, and we have a friend that brings us jam every year. Anyways, that year, I had put together a little bag with a deck of cards, some microwave popcorn, and then printed off some games, so it was kind of like a little ready-made game night. I had them all stacked in this cute basket sitting by the front door with a list of names of who I wanted to be sure got one, and then there were extras in case someone came by that we weren't expecting. But we then had a little something to gift them if they were dropping something off to us. Wouldn't you know it, JR completely dropped the ball on it (laughs) and he forgot to hand them out. So even if I get my stuff together, it still fails. I'm sorry, but there's a little tip for you. Have a little stack of gifts on the ready if and when someone gifts something to you and you weren't expecting to gift them or don't worry about it because they wanted to gift you and just be grateful. Also, 
So many people travel during the holidays that I have found it's best to gift them earlier in the season or I end up missing quite a few people. With finances being tight this year, I honestly would rather you just stop by for a visit. I've got treats and hot chocolate always on the ready. I'd rather this than to worry about if and who gifts should be going to. But it is inevitable that someone will ask you what you want for Christmas. This could be your partner, friend, a sibling, or a parent, whoever. Please do not make them guess. Yes, feel free to say you don't need anything or you don't need them to get you anything, but they are asking because they want to know. This also goes for when they ask what the kids want. Maybe have a couple things that you would be interested in. A gift card, a candle, the person's favorite something, candy, color, what their sports team is. If it is someone that is close, like a spouse or partner, the best way to not get disappointed is just to be upfront about it. If they ask, tell them. Don't play that, well, if you really knew me, you would know what I want, or I've told you 10 times. Yeah, and you will tell them 10 more times. If you want what you want, tell them, or you will get a quick run through the grocery store or Walmart on Christmas Eve, and they're already stressed out, so they grab the first gender-specific items to cross you off their list. The time to have the discussion on budget, or if we're actually gifting each other this year, what things you would like, is now. You aren't doing yourself or your partner any favors by assuming they know. Also, if you decide no gifts, own that. No gifts. If you plan on buying your friend or partner, whoever, something after you already said you wouldn't, you've changed the rules. Now guys, the women in your lives love the magic of Christmas. They spend a lot of time, energy, and effort to make sure things are just right. They are not only buying for the kids by remembering their favorites throughout the year and their sizes and colors, chances are they're the ones to remember not only their parents, but also your parents. The teacher gifts, the neighbor who did the extra thoughtful thing, all the other neighbor friend gifts. They have arranged holiday activities, baked all the goodies, decorated the house, cleaned and sorted out to make room for all the new crap coming into the house. They made all the travel arrangements and are sentimentally missing loved ones who can't make it home this year or that they've lost this year. They've made sure that you're getting that cool new gadget or thing you've been wanting but haven't purchased for yourself. They're probably beating themselves up because the thing they were working so hard on didn't turn out just the way they had hoped. They've shuttled tired, hungry, sugar-filled, entitled kids all month and still volunteered to help at the class party. They will wake up Christmas morning excited to see the faces when their kids or the grandkids see what Santa brought them. They will take all the pictures so as to not miss a thing. They will then move on from the chaos of opening gifts to work on the meal for the day. And chances are, you gave a half thought as to the one gift you are responsible for getting. Men, do not let these women open nothing on Christmas morning. Do not leave the stocking empty. If for no other reason than to not have to hear your kids ask mom, why didn't Santa bring you anything? Yes, the women do it because they love it. They don't ask for help. And they say they don't need anything, but let's step it up. Take the kids to get something special for mom. Help them or remind them to write a letter or draw a picture. Put a note in your phone when she mentions something that she would like. Hey, while your phone is out, take a picture of her with the kids. Take a picture of her dressed up for your work party. Compliment her on all that she is managing this time of year. Sneak her off to grab a hot chocolate and go look at the lights. Or if you need a sitter and can't afford one, Offer to bring the kids along, but the idea that you suggested looking at holiday lights will have her melting. 
offer to do the dishes, ask how you can help, or better yet, see what needs to be done and do it joyfully, not expecting praise. So you want to know how to get what you want for Christmas this year? Tell them when they ask. Make an Amazon shopping list or put things in a cart. My favorite thing to do is buy what I want. I actually have a really great guy that buys very thoughtful gifts. And my kids are good at thinking of me. But it started years ago when the kids weren't shopping on their own quite yet. And JR worked long hours. I used to buy what I wanted and I would wrap it up and put it under the tree. Well, the last few years I would buy it. And then I'd lay it out on Christmas Eve for the kids to pick what they wanted to quote unquote give me. It's kind of just funny at this point. Usually it's just things I'd buy for myself anyways, but I save it for them to surprise me with. I guess the point of the holiday season is not to get so wrapped up in all the stuff, trying to one-up the neighbor in gifts or light displays, to not squeeze in one more activity because you should, but because you want to. The holiday season is not to be stuck in traditions that no longer serve you. Nobody would want to hear that you put yourself into debt just to include them or gift them or because you felt pressured into anything for somebody else this time of year. If you want to do all the extra stuff because that makes you feel good this holiday season, do it. And if it's stressing you out, put it off and revisit it next year. Honestly, if your holiday season ends up heavenly or like you've been drugged through the gates of hell, is because of what you decide. Some of my favorite holiday memories from growing up are the laughs, the silly, quirky things we did, the year we all came home to surprise my mom after her bout with cancer, snuggling and watching movies. Honestly, it's the time that's spent with loved ones. I don't remember all the parties or even my favorite gifts from Santa. Let's stop giving that guy all the credit. I don't remember if I got a new dress to wear on Christmas Sunday, and I don't remember if the Cabbage Patch doll I got was the one I was really hoping for. And let's not forget that whatever holiday you are celebrating has a much deeper meaning than anything we're trying to make it mean. I love this time of year. I love the magic of the holiday season. And if my holiday doesn't look the same as yours, that's okay. And if things aren't working out the way that you had hoped, stop, adjust, and do what works for you. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Midlife Chaos. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. I sure would appreciate that. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you want to see what else we are up to, check out my Instagram at the Midlife Chaos or join our Facebook group, Midlife Chaos VIPs.